Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeremy from Buckeye Coasters, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Bernie. And D. From Kidult TV. And you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, David Cantu and J.D. Prescott. Hey, how's it going, J.D.? It's going great. How's how's your week been going? Busy. Busy? Yeah, I, I hear you on that, man. It's just been, I would say, what a what a crazy month May has become. You know, a lot of, a lot of activity. Running around, doing stuff. <laughs> I can't keep track of what day it is anymore. All just between, you know, all the... Everything's starting to reopen, which is really good news for all of us. Uh, theme parks are all fully reopened. Knott's Berry Farm reopened earlier uh, this past week. Reservations are going in, and uh, it's uh, been crazy with Mother's Day. Tons of birthdays, you know, happening this month, too, as well. Oh, so. I know. Oh, the cool part is the uh, theme parks get to raise their capacity, yeah, uh, both Orange and LA County in the yellow tier now. So I believe they can get up to what, 35%? I, I believe, believe so. so, I think. I don't think it's quite at the 50% mark yet. So, But anyway, we've got a pretty exciting episode for all you guys today. Uh, we got a very special coaster enthusiast on today, and his name is Sean Clark. Uh, Sean was a coaster kids ambassador for coaster kids and uh, uh he's a great coaster challenge supporter and i got the opportunity to meet him at knott's berry farm a couple years ago oh what what event was that that you met him it was coaster kids day at knott's berry farm it was really a really fun day when i met him oh okay cool but anyway yep like i said we got a great episode today but first do our lovely lovely segment jd where we call it the youtube, YouTube clip, clip of the, of the week, week. YouTube clip of the week. All right, so in today's YouTube highlight clip of the week, we've got a very interesting uh, uh, video that JD just happened to share with me this week. Um, I think it's something that I don't know if it's something you should really do to somebody when you're on a roller coaster. But uh, you want to talk about this one, JD? Yeah, um, it's it's kind of mean, but it's funny. So, so a guy pranks someone on a roller coaster, has a bolt with him, and he pretends that he came off the the lap the the safety bar. Yeah, I remember the coaster that uh, when you showed me the video, it just so happened to be at full throttle over at Six Flags Magic Mountain. And when you showed me that video, this guy really scared the guy next to him because right before they were getting ready to launch is when he shows him this bolt. Like, hey, this bolt just came loose out of your safety bar. And the guy's reaction, and and all of a sudden, right as the guy had a reaction, they launched into that giant loop. 
Yeah, that, it, it was great. It, it, it was funny, but it was mean, but it was funny. To me, if you're a coaster enthusiast that has been riding roller coasters, is not truly afraid, yeah, I could see that prank really, really be something good to do to your fellow coaster enthusiast friend. But man, if if you were to do that to somebody who has never ridden a roller coaster ever, that would be a cruel prank to it be would. putting on somebody. And one thing I just, and it's not just that he didn't just do it on full throttle. He did it on quite a few roller coasters over at Six Flags to some other people. Full Throttle and Revolution. Oh, yes. Uh, Full Throttle, Revolution, and he also did it on Riddler's Revenge. That's right. And then he did it in an out-of-state park, too. Yeah. I don't remember the out-of-state one he did, but I just... I would say that if I would have to advise people, first of all, I don't know how this guy got the bolt into the park, knowing that you have to go through metal detectors and all that stuff. So I don't know exactly how he managed to sneak that in, which is kind of scary to to see that. But I would say that, yeah, for some people out there, yeah, that's probably pretty funny to watch on video. But really, like, for somebody who's, like, deeply afraid, uh, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that would be a little off-putting for someone. If someone was to do that on someone's first time and they're scared of it, it, it's going to scar them, unfortunately, from ever riding a roller coaster again. Yeah. So I would tell tell everybody out there that one rule is, as a coaster enthusiast, even though it it could be funny for many, but I will tell people, this is a prank that you do not do at the park. Yeah. Um, You could get in serious trouble if you do that at the park especially if you do it with the wrong person uh so i would advise you never ever do a prank like that unless it's like somebody you truly know truly know but i I mean just scaring them saying that their bolt came loose on a lap bar i think yeah i mean it's like it can be funny but uh it's pretty cruel so i would say the highlight lesson of this one is uh certain pranks like that you should not do at a park yeah don't do it just watch it on youtube yeah so you'll you'll get a chuckle out of it yeah but anyway i've yeah lesson learned on this one but this will be our youtube highlight clip of the week YouTube clip of the week. So for this week, we have Sean Clark on, and David is doing the uh, interview today. So David, take it away. All right. So we got a special guest on with us today. We've got Sean Clark, and Sean Clark and I, I got the honor to get to know him. We first met over at Knott's Berry Farm when Hangtime had its uh, grand opening, and it was also a Coaster Kids Day. And um, so I'd like to really welcome to the podcast, welcome Sean Clark. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, my friend. It's an honor to have you on uh, on our podcast today, and uh, and and I'm really glad to finally get a chance to talk. I know we, uh, we follow each other a lot on Instagram, and uh, I have to say you do an incredible job. I love all the posts you put on when you go visit parks and stuff so thank you yep i definitely <laughs> like to visit new parks and all that so it's really yeah. fun to do that yeah so um how i guess how we met was it, it was coaster kids day and you were an ambassador to coaster kids you represent your your home park uh carowinds over in north carolina correct right that's correct yep yeah so um but we're gonna we're gonna i got a list of questions here that i've sent off to you ahead of time and um so so um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start by, so let's go back down memory lane here. And uh, let's, uh, what was the very first roller coaster you ever experienced? The first coaster I rode was a wilderness run at Carowinds. It was Lucy's Krabby Cabby at the time. It was in like 2007. So it was like 14 years ago. So I really don't remember it, but I mean, that was, that was the first coaster I rode. I was probably like three. So I was really young. Wow. 
Okay. Yeah, because Wilderness Run, that's actually, a, yeah, I got to ride that for a Costa Credit when I went to Carowinds a couple of years back. And uh, there were quite a few replicas of that Wilderness Run. Uh, Cedar Fair's got about, I think, one in every park. I know Kings Island has one, Cedar Point has one, Knott's Berry Farm has one. Yep. Most of them are called Wilderness Run, all about the same theming and stuff. But I think uh, Kings Island is the... Uh, the Great Pumpkin Coaster, which is same ride but different theming, which is a thing. But um, so yeah, you were, so you were three years old when you got to ride that. So I know you're probably not going to remember your first time how you felt on it and stuff. But I'm assuming just from riding that, you it made you want to ride the next bigger bigger coasters after that. Right? Yeah, I mean to an extent for sure. But I mean, I feel like what really started wanting me to get into coasters was um Legoland actually in Florida. Um, I rode Project Dad and like all the coasters there you know they got the wild mouse they got the flying ace aerial chase clone you know all their other little smaller rides you know nothing really big but i was like nine years old i mean i was scared of coasters by you know tried them out and then eventually pushed myself to do like rock and roller coaster at disney because i was on that same trip it was in 2013 and the next year in 2014 i bought season pass scare ones i challenged myself to ride intimidator actually i got myself on that and then that was this was like before fury so this was that was really the big ride here at the time so intimidator intimidator was your first hyper coaster that you got to experience intimidator was, was one of my favorite hypers but did you ever get a chance to experience uh mako over at SeaWorld orlando i did actually and i got that right on my shirt here ah yes one of my most favorite favorite hyper coasters of all time <laughs> I yeah. love Mako. I I'm looking forward. I am actually going out to Florida in October, and boy, I told I told my buddy Andrew. I said, "Yeah, man, when we go to SeaWorld, man, you're going to see me on Mako. I'm gonna go, if I don't have to get off that ride, I will ride that all day long." <laughs> yeah, I love Mako. Great all ride. right. Well, I, I I I so far you're you're one of many coaster enthusiasts that have told me so much how much how much they love Mako, and Mako is probably mm-hmm. one of the best B and M B and M hypers out there along with fury's best giga i will say is my number number two favorite coaster overall in my in my list of coasters um so let's let's go down like you know back into your coaster experience i know you've written quite a bit of coasters what is your coaster coaster count to date 267 Oh wow, you're almost you're right in my ballpark area, and and I tell you, last year I should have had a lot more credits <laughs> than I, sh- I normally do. I try to do like a hundred coasters a year, new credits if I can, but last year was a real gut wrencher with the pandemic. So. Right. But um, let's uh, continue on. And um, so we now know, like, what was the one what was the one roller coaster that scared you the most? I'd really probably have to say those Legoland coasters just because I'd really never ridden a coaster before. I was actually really scared to try them. But I'd say those and then maybe like Rock and Roller Coaster, you know, Intimidator for sure, because that was my first really big coaster. But definitely stuff along those lines. Like those are like first kind of coasters I rode, I'd say. Oh, yeah. The ones that scared me the most. And those, um, I say what would be the one coaster that really turned you into an enthusiast to tell you the truth i'd probably have to say project x at legoland really because without that i really wouldn't have wanted to try like rock and roller coaster or anything yeah. like that and i eventually yeah. wanted to like advance to the next level you know ride more coasters and i started watching like youtube videos of all these different ones around the u.s and like that's really what sparked the interest right there yeah i say you really um you're one of the very first people 
that I've had on that's that really enjoys. I'm a big Lego fanatic myself. Um, I I build incredible Lego models. I'm actually in the middle of building a huge Lego roller coaster in my garage. Uh, um, so I would say uh, you're one of the first ones that uh, actually you actually really like enjoyed uh, Lego Land. You've been to Lego Land in San Diego, right? Unfortunately, not. I not I'd like to get back there next time, but you know it's it's hard because it's really expensive. You know. Yeah, I, I, you're one of the first ones that's told me a lot, a lot of experience in Legoland in Florida, and I've I've never been to Legoland in Florida. In fact, I I haven't even been to Legoland in San Diego, and I'm a Lego fanatic for Christ's sakes. <laughs> you know, I'm like I, I looked at my folks and I said, you know, I'm big on Legos, but you never get me into Legoland. So it's like I would love to go see the models and check out all the shops and all the stuff down there. But um, yeah, I mean, I've had people. I've told people when I go to Florida, I need to go visit Legoland. I've had some mixed reviews on Legoland down there. People said, oh, it's not worth going out of, the, out of Orlando to go down to Legoland. But yeah. to me, it's like, I'm, I'm one of those enthusiasts like, well, I still need to go experience the park and I need to go ride the rides. And I always give the coasters a shot. You know, I always like to ride them once. And uh, if, if it's a one and done, then it's one and done. But if, it, if there's a decent coaster out there, I wouldn't mind riding it multiple times right so like for example when i went to carowinds i would say my most one and done coaster there was kitty hawk over Mm -hmm. over there and yeah well that ride gave me a migraine headache at the end of the ride i had to go to medic and get aspirin and sit down for a couple of hours and let the headache just surpass and it was just i just can't get that a kitty ride that goes only 25 miles an hour gets such heavy head banging on a Mm -hmm. ride and it's just, I mean, I've, I've never had that much head banging on a Vacoma SLC versus Kitty Hawk. <laughs> so, all right. So what would, what would be the one, one, since you and I have written so many coasters out there, um, what would be the one coaster that impacted you the most? I'd probably have to say again, the uh, Legoland coasters, maybe like Project X in particular, because without those, I really wouldn't have discovered like that desire to want to try bigger and better coasters i mean kind of challenge myself to try that like you know yeah like hobby in a way i guess or like you know maybe what wasn't really a hobby yet for me but try something new like more extreme thing yeah yeah it's like building your way up to the next big thing um you gotta start small and work your way to the big and speaking of working your way to the big you and you've written so many i would have to ask what would be the the craziest moment you've ever experienced on a coaster? Oh boy. Um, there's been a lot of crazy moments actually, but I mean, you know, between like dragster and King to cause launch, I or like, you know, riding fury for the first time and going down that drop. I probably have to say like X2. I mean, riding X2 is pretty crazy. I mean, that was like the only coaster I recently really rode that actually struck a little bit of fear in me. So that was pretty crazy riding something like that. Oh, I love when uh, I love when people mention X2. And since you're from the East Coast and you were in my home park. So let's talk a little bit about X2 here. So I've heard some many people's uh, experience and reactions on that ride because it's one of the most unique coasters in the country. And there's only like five of them around the world. Um so so and with x2 so let's ask i'm gonna ask so inner seat or outer seat oh inner for sure i didn't try the outer seat but i heard it was really not good so i'd stay away from that yeah good choice good choice on that the inner seat's probably the best seat in the house on that ride uh i've always had to fight with my friends for the inner seat and uh 
they always threw me on the outer seat. They're like, oh, you're new to this, so you're going to get the outer seat. And I'm like, and and I've both in the front and the back. And I will say the outer seat is the roughest ride because it tosses you around like a rag doll on the end. I don't know what it is, but I know that if you have loose articles in your pocket, you're guaranteed to lose something if you don't have it secured. (laughs) So... Definitely. But that just that first drop on X2 and the way how you go through the loop and you're like literally facing down in the beginning. Right. Yep. You're like, you're like, oh, my God, what the heck? I'm going to die on this ride. <laughs> you know? And I'm sitting there like and then just the way how as it's going through and it rotates you. And then I don't know. One thing the unique thing about X2 is like toward the middle end of the ride it has that fireball that shoots out um when you're going through did you guys have that experience when you went on there fire was on and something else cool too was on our second day there i rode in the front and the audio was on it was so you got the experience just for that seat though so it's really weird but i thought it was cool being able to experience the audio because from what i've heard they turned that off like years ago or I'm not really yeah sure. yeah i don't know why i got to experience the audio and then they've been keeping it shut off i don't know if it's because the trains are so old that the speakers are going out on it and they haven't replaced the speakers on the train but uh yeah the audio uh, that's that's great i'm glad to hear you got to experience the audio because yeah. the audio really? music yeah the music was really cool and the way how they use some of the sound effects and stuff with the music uh especially when you're going up that lift hill is um it's really a really cool audio. I'm kind of right. glad I I'm kind of glad I have X2 on my YouTube channel and I'm glad I got it with the audio. It was one of the most unique thing to get on that ride. And uh now I've I've ex- we we've both experienced it as X2. I have friends that have experienced it when it was X, when it was a whole different color, the trains were a little different, but I think everyone has told me that X2 was probably the better the better product than X. So, but since you've been to Magic Mountain and that's being my home park, so um, I'm going to ask, and I pretty much have a good idea what you're going to answer. So what was your most favorite ride at Magic Mountain? I'd probably have to say Twisted Colossus. I really like RMC and Twisted Colossus was on my bucket list forever. I really, really liked it. I mean, the airtime is great. And especially if even I have to, like, it's still really fun. Like trying to like catch up to like another train. Like I can only imagine what that ride's like full on dueling side by side. I mean, that's yeah, a really cool concept for sure. It's one of the most unique RMC coasters because it, it has the dueling capability. Now, did you get to duel with Twisted? Unfortunately not, but I okay. did get that duel, like I said, so that was good enough. That satisfied. Yeah. yeah. It's it just it's fun to- no matter what. I mean, I got to marathon it ten times in a row at Coaster Con. That was probably like one of my most special moments on Twisted Colossus. And I say out of the ten times I dueled twice on that on that mm-hmm. t- during that marathon. So it, it's all timing with that ride and how fast people get on the train because they have a countdown clock, and it's like if you don't get to that point then you can't duel the other trains so but it's still a fun like i said it was my first rmc i mean steel vengeance is my number one overall coaster because i am a big rmc person um been here too yeah and um so some people look at me like really you put steel vengeance over fury and it's like i'm an rmc guy mostly and i love steel vengeance although i am kind of curious with iron guazi 
when that opens in Bush Gardens, Tampa, you know, will that be my new number one right there? Because that's that RMC looks insane right there. And the theming looks really nice, too. So I'm hoping to experience that in October. Hopefully it'll be open. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So take a moment here. And I want to ask because, you know, when you and I first met, you were with Coaster Kids. You were a Coaster Kids ambassador. What got you into Coaster Kids? Um, tell us your little story on that. Well, um, I had always really watched like some of the other Coaster YouTubers prior to Coaster Kids, like, you know, Coaster Force, you know, Coaster Studios, any of the you know, ones with all the, you know, videos that always come up after you watch Coasters, you know, all that. And then I saw Lo- one of Logan's videos come up in my recommended like five years ago, six years ago when the channel really just started. And I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool kid around my age, riding coasters, traveling all these different parks. I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I started to watch their channel a bit and I saw they were coming to Carowinds that this was in 2016. So this was a year after I started watching them. I'm like, oh, they're coming to Carowinds. I'm going to, why not pop in and say hi? And we hung out for a bit, ride coasters, and it started a really cool friendship. And then, yeah, I mean, I've ever since had gone to a lot of parks with them. Nice. Yeah, I, I've seen you in uh, quite a few Coastal Kids videos. You even did a few ambassador videos for Logan. And I will say the one one in, one video you did, uh, you did in one of my other home parks here in California. And it turns out I didn't realize you were a really big Disney fan. Mm-hmm. And um, you were very excited to ride, go to Cars Land and ride the Cars Ride. I hear you're a really big fan of Cars. Yes, big time. Very big fan of Cars. Real and the Cars movie. I love both. I've always been a big fan of them. And yeah, I mean, the movie is great. I love watching the movie. I can't wait for next year when they come out with their series on Disney+. Plus. I'm beyond excited for that. Really can't wait. And yeah, I mean, seeing a ride that's like realistic and like it's got... They did a good... Yeah, Disney did a good job on that Cars ride. Um, Just, yeah, I I mean, the the special effects and the train, the cars themselves. I mean, it's just like Test Track over at Epcot, except they rethemed it to the cars and put the... The, the rock work and the landscaping and how they did the inside and the racing. I, I, you got to hand it to Disney, man. And the way how they did uh, Radiator Springs in general down in the town, it's just so authentic to the movie. It's like so real. Um, I enjoy going down there every time I visit Disney. I love spending time down at Radiator Springs. And uh, I love staying at the, hanging out at the Cozy Cone. <laughs> I love how they have each cone instead of it being a hotel room, it's a food stand for different foods and stuff. So I got a replica of those buildings you see in the um, little display case they got. And I think it's Doc's mechanic shop. Yeah, I've been collecting these buildings for a while, but unfortunately, they actually stopped making them a couple years back because of money things. So I was not able to complete the entire town, unfortunately. But, oh wow! Yeah, that's the, but um, I'm pretty sure if you go on eBay or Amazon, you probably would find somebody, especially eBay. Somebody out there has what has the finishing parts, and you could probably find them on there. I wish, yeah, that'd be cool. But there was like, as far as like prototype pictures for one of them, but then they said, you know, we're not making enough money through this. I mean, I was like, oh man, I was like. We had it going like, you know, Mattel's been kind of known for canceling stuff. And we're like, oh, boy, because back in 2015 at Cars Land themselves, they announced that they'd be releasing all these buildings to, you know, replicate the town. And they were all of the car collectors like, oh, there's no way they're going to make it like three buildings. And that's it's going to be done for. 
but they got all the way up to 2018 and they had already like almost every building everyone's like oh yeah we're finishing this this is it and then they already had the prototype pictures for the next one every september they come out with the prototype pictures for the next building that will come out the next year hmm. and it was docs it was docs clinic that was gonna be the next one to come out and like i had it ordered and everything like it was, i got it as a christmas present i'm like all right this will show up to my house it never showed up. And then I saw a video that Mattel had announced that they would be canceling the um, town. And that it wow. would be. And then they even had a, uh, they gave us a second chance with it. Like they had a thing that, a pre-order thing. Like you could pre-order the, the building. And if it reached a certain amount of people, they'd resume the town with it. So, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It didn't meet that. So they're like, we can't yes. do this anymore. So it's really unfortunate, but at least they got most of them out. Yeah, That's the only other the only other option to complete the town, and I know a coaster enthusiast who has a 3D printer and makes incredible flat rides and stuff out of a 3D printer, and it makes it look identically done, color and all. I go, it would be fun to just redesign the buildings and just have a 3D printer just make it beautifully perfect for it. You know, so I'm somebody who could probably take my Lego collection and just probably build Radiator Springs in detail out of Lego. And I've got so I've got billions of Legos. I'm I I love working on little projects like that. I think my greatest project I built out of Legos, I built a 12 foot length Titanic that was two feet tall, one feet wide. And uh, it was in complete detail. It took up my parents' entire dining room table when I was in high school. Awesome. My dad would my dad was yelling at me about it, saying, You took up our whole dining room table to build a ship. And I said, It took four of my friends to help me move that Titanic out of the dining room table and into the garage. <laughs> and then my friends are like, What are you gonna do with it now? And I said, Well, I might test it on water. <laughs> Let's see if it sinks. <laughs> that's really cool. I like creative minds like that. Like that's really cool for sure. I'll have to send you some photos um, down the road. Where I have a whole photo album of all my greatest uh, Lego model builds, and uh, I have to I, I have to scan those. It, they were they're done with Polaroid, the original Polaroid camera photos that you get out of the camera, and I have to scan those and digitize those photos because that would be fun to share. Yeah, all right, so. We just got a couple more questions to ask here, and then uh, we can uh, wrap this up. So we discussed like your first coaster. We discussed the coaster that has impacted your life. We discussed the coaster that scared you the most. But uh, so let's let's see. What is your what's your favorite coaster? I would have to say Lightning Rod at Dollywood. I really like Lightning Rod. It's a great ride. The airtime is unbelievable. I mean, the out of this world. Like it's unlike anything I've ever seen before. And I, I've ridden it in 2016, so I wrote it when I guess it was in its, you know, prime state, you know, that faster launch. But for whatever reason, I just really liked it better in 2020, last summer. And nice. I, I yeah. that over fury for me. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, I got the honor of finally experiencing Lightning Rod last year for 4th of July when I was down in uh, for Orion over at Kings Island. I made the drive down to Tennessee and uh, Dollywood was my very first time visit. So I was so glad because I've heard lightning rod would be on and off, on and off. Like it would be up, it'd be running, it'd be down, running down. It was running that day and I got to ride it twice, but I'm assuming you haven't gotten to ride the new track on lightning. Not yet, unfortunately, but I hope to do that definitely in the near future at some point since Dollywood's only three hours from me. So I could probably do a day trip there friend or something and 
hopefully do that for sure. Yeah, that's something on my bucket list now. I got to return to Dollywood and try the new version of Lightning Rod. Now I can say I've done the original. Now I can say I've experienced a new one. And uh, so now that we discussed your favorite coaster, what is your least favorite coaster? I'd have to say Corkscrew Cedar Point. It's just really rough. And I mean, it gives you like a freaking headache. It feels like it's definitely pretty bad but you know I, don't, I really don't think the slcs are that terrible too i mean i've ridden a couple of them but i feel like i was like corkscrew is way worse than this like i was kind of shocked yeah yeah i i mean i experienced mind eraser over at six flags america and i felt it wasn't i mean firebird was more rough than uh mind eraser yeah, firebird um i mean i've heard stories about con over at six flags discovery kingdom i heard that was a very rough Coma SLC, but so, you know, with Coaster Challenge, just like with Coaster Kids, you know, we're always been on this mission of helping people be able to break their fears just on getting on a roller coaster. Because it's amazing what roller coasters can do to a person's life when they uh, it helps them break their fears. It actually makes them stronger, makes them better. They live better lives. Um, you know, this podcast, you know, we're on a mission here. We're trying to help change people's lives for the better. I would say, I think you and I can both agree that last year, the pandemic really showed how much fear is out there with people. And it was to the point where it was like, my gosh, I thought, you know, fear is alive and well. And it's actually, I feel like it's getting worse and better out there. So, so for people that are listening right now that I guarantee there's probably somebody out there listening to this podcast episode right now that is looking to make a change. They have seen what you have done riding coasters and with stuff you've done with Coaster Kids, they've seen what I've done with Coaster Challenge. What advice do you think you can give to those out there that are afraid, that are looking to make a change for the better? Well, I would say definitely don't be afraid to take risks. I mean, life's all about taking risks, in my opinion, safely. And I mean, you're never going to know you like something until you try it. I mean, that could be anything. That could be foods, hobbies. I mean, anything scary too. I mean, if you want to like live a good life and enjoy it, the most you definitely got to put yourself out there. Like, I mean, even if you're like looking to meet new friends, like let's say you go to a school, you don't have that many friends and you're afraid to go to a new school. Be Don't be afraid to take that risk because you may like that new school. You may like all the people that go there. Personally, me, I've had friends in my old school. I'm at a new school this year. I've moved schools and I really like it. I've met great people, great teachers, and I've made many friends and we've been online for most of the years. So making friends has been tough and I've already made great, great friends and met great people too. So it's all about taking that risk and kind of jumping in the water a bit to really, you know, feel that like you just got to kind of put yourself out there a bit. Like it's definitely a matter of that. And like you said, well said, um, you know, you got, you know, we live, we live life once and we need to enjoy every opportunity that comes, comes our way and live life to the fullest. And uh, that's the one thing about fear is fear really takes away those opportunities and um it's i think it's like if you have an opportunity to do something amazing go for it you know and and don't look back and just you know the more you do stuff the more you're going to be well experienced and you're going to be be proud and be more confident on it so i mean that's like you said you gotta just let's live life to the fullest here and uh that's right you know and uh so yeah um you know that was very well said what you said sean and uh and i really want to thank you so much for taking for taking the opportunity to come on our podcast and help us launch this this new podcast and uh you've been a great friend and 
a great supporter. I really want to thank you for all the support you've given us and given me. And, sure. um, you know, and, uh, you know, so for anybody out there that um, would love to ask you questions or like to follow you and see your coaster adventures or whatever adventures you'd love to do out there, where can they find you on social media? Uh, Sean underscore Clark, um, 616. I can't even remember the numbers myself, but yeah, you'll see it. You'll, the show, just put Sean underscore Clark and it'll be one of those come up profile pictures of me with the backwards hat on in front of my car. Then you'll know it's me. Then you're all set. Send me a DM and I'll answer it. And I'll make sure to make sure I put that in my info bar down below on this episode. So those that want to be able to follow you or ask you questions on your coaster experience, you can just see the uh, Instagram handle down below that you can just tap on. And uh, well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. And feel free to come on. Feel free to come on anytime. We would love to have you come on and uh, we can do all kinds of coaster discussions and or topics that come up down the road. And, uh, and I hope to see you at a park soon all right same with you too all right well thank you so much thank you david thank you sean for that really great interview it was a really good interview and um i really appreciate sean coming on and uh we really he really shared some really insights on about fear and giving some great advice out there to all those that are listening and uh it's really an honor that we had him on the podcast today and uh really want to thank you sean and uh yes and i want to thank all you guys out there for uh taking the time to listen to our our episodes and we really want to thank you for that if you guys have any comments or feedback you know make sure you can contact us at coasterchallengeusa at gmail.com you can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under Coaster Challenge Podcast. It's just been a really good one, and we got a really exciting one next week. So make sure to tune in next Friday on another exciting episode of Coaster Challenge Podcast. But until then, I'm David Cantu. I'm J.D. Prescott. And we'll see you all next week right here on Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge.